I wanted to talk about something today, probably all of you have heard about, <clears throat> most of you read about it, and it's about a wedding that happened. Uh, let me explain the wedding, first of all. A wedding in those days isn't anything like a wedding that we have today, although there are similarities. There is much more uh, restrictive things in it. The betrothal became what we call the engagement today, and that became exchanging gifts, families got together. Uh, a lot of things were going on, but they still were considered married to some degree, but not completely. The next step would be the marriage ceremony, which would take place in a bride's house. And from that, then they would go to the big festivities, the party. That may happen uh, maybe right after, maybe a day later, maybe a week later. Uh, but nevertheless... The guests were all invited, and they were all expected to be there. In fact, it was a great privilege to be there. That was what the wedding was. Well, what we're talking about today in Matthew 25, uh, Tim, can you put that up? What we're talking about isn't a normal wedding. We're talking about a spiritual wedding here. So we've got a lot of parts that we're going to be talking about. Let me read a little bit here. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins. Well, we'll stop right there. At what time? This is following off of chapter 24 of Matthew, and it's talking about end times. This is the end time. We're going to be talking about the end time. That's why this particular parable is so important to be talked about, because there may not be any other time. I've talked to a lot of people and in the past couple of weeks, and I'm convinced of this in my heart. It talks at the end of it, and we'll let me get to it. So, so at any rate, at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps, and the bridegroom was a long time in coming. And they all became drowsy and fell asleep, At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. And all the virgins woke and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of our lamp, some of our oil, some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. And Tim, can you put the next? No, they required. They may not be enough for both of us. And you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins were, who were there ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. And later the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, this, this is the heartbreaker. I tell you the truth. I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour of Christ's coming. We have four ingredients here. We've got the bride uh, virgins. Actually, they're uh, bridesmaids. That's the one. <clears throat> the second, of course, is them falling asleep. The third is the oil. The fourth is the bridegroom, who is Jesus himself. And the fifth is the door being closed. Now, the bottom line of it is, everything that could go wrong with this wedding went wrong. But nevertheless, the bottom line of it all was what was true. 
I've done weddings like similar to this, believe it or not. In fact, this is so bad that nothing went right. It's like that saying, you probably all heard this. Well, Mrs. Lincoln, other than that, what did you think of the play? That's how it was with this wedding. So with this, we've got the five virgins that were wise, or five bridesmaids, the five that were foolish. Bottom line of it is, if you were to look at them, how would you know the difference? How would you possibly know the difference? Well, we know the difference. I've got a a list of 11 different things, and believe it or not. And Tim, could you put that up, please? Now, number one, they all had been invited to the banquet and had responded positively. All ten had gone out to wait for the bridegroom. All of them had their lamps with them. All the virgins wanted to see the bridegroom. All were in the right place at the right time for the right reason. All of them wanted to go to the banquet. All had some oil in their lamps at the beginning. All fell asleep waiting for the bridegroom. And all were awakened by the midnight cry. And all ten virgins got up to prepare the lamps. Now here's the sad part. All appeared to be equally prepared for the bridegroom's coming. There was no way at that particular time to differentiate between that. See, again, the bridesmaids are exemplifying our church. Not just outside, but our church today. This is what Jesus is asking us today. I said I would get to this point later on, and maybe this is the later on. I've said to many people in the past few weeks, and I believe it with all my heart, the day when the door will be open is coming to a quick end. Right now, anyone can come. Whosoever will can come in. That's what's over the doorpost right now. But that door is slowly but surely closing. At the bottom line of this, people are slowly, slowly trickling in. Not a bunch at a time. When I was saved 45 years ago, we had hundreds and hundreds of people, thousands even, that were worshiping God, were coming out of the different churches because they were dead churches and they wanted to know Jesus Christ. Uh, has anyone seen that lately? No, no, you haven't. Have you seen anything? What I've seen is a trickling. One here, one there. I get so excited when I see that one because I know they're going to get through the door. The door is close, slowly closing. And I'm going to tell you right now, since he's talking about the church and he's talking about the five wise and the five foolish virgins, as we're going to get into it and recognize what this is all about, we've got some here today. If I took 20 of you out of here randomly, had the wise elders all come up and go one to the 20 and try to pick out who were the five that were wise and who were the five that were foolish? How could they possibly know? See, they all have the same ingredient. They all have those same qualities. They came to see Christ. They came they want to know Christ. They came to hear the word. They came to be excited. They came, even came to be convicted. What in the world happened then? Why were the five wise ones more wise than the five foolish ones? Hard to discern that, especially in a church. Frank, week after week after week, talks about salvation. But it is so close to the door being shut for some. Some people who actually 
are very good people. It didn't say that these foolish girls or foolish women were sinful. didn't mention that at all. That they were immoral? No. That they had a, a history behind them? None of that was said. In fact, they were all equal at one point. This is the church today. But there's a vast difference. Why are some wise and why are some foolish? And that's what Jesus wants to bring to the point of his church. Because today, whosoever will can enter. But that door will quickly close. Slam! You may be on the other side. That's a terrifying thought. This whole parable is a terrifying thought that the door could be closed on anyone. Today it's open. Today there's opportunities. So we're moving on. So, can I have the next uh, slide, Jim? At midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Now, I have to wonder who the bride, the uh, one that was calling it out. And I look at uh, Ezekiel in chapter 3, verse 16 or 17, and it's called a watchman. You know who the watchman was and is? Anyone that stands up here and talks about Jesus coming and you're not prepared. The watchman was saying there's danger out there. Be prepared. Now, to some of us, I can't wait. But I can't say that's the same for all of us. The problem of it is the watchman is supposed to be telling those that there's danger. Danger's coming. Be ready. You don't know when, but be ready. I have to ask you, are you ready today? If Jesus walked through the door and says it's finished, would you be in the door or outside of the door? See, it's not based on how good you are. I know most of you. You're all good people. I enjoy, being, I enjoy coming here to meet you besides hearing the word. I enjoy the fellowship. But I don't know what's in your heart. I don't know what you're doing with Jesus in your heart. Well, the next slide, Tim, if you would. Then all the virgins woke and trimmed their lamps. Uh, I don't know probably much about the... uh, Can you put the lamps back up there, Tim, from the beginning? Trimming their lamps was... There's an oil reservoir up in the top where you would pour the oil. And then out of the wider part is a wick that would come out. And from that, the uh, lamps would be lighted. Now they fell asleep. Doing that... Their lamps were burning, but by the time they woke up and by the time the bridegroom came, by the time Christ came, they were starting to ever see a a lamp starting to go out and start to flicker. They had to trim their lamps. What that means is they take the wick and cut some of the dead stuff away so they can pull it out and have a bigger flame. But that's not going to happen with those ten lamps. Now, fortunately, now we get to who was wise. The wise ones recognized the fact that maybe I ought to bring a little extra oil. Now, what in the world is all this oil about? The oil is the Holy Spirit. That's the the resemblance of the Holy Spirit in anyone's heart. Therein, now we start to separate one from the other. They had enough oil. 
How do I have the Holy Spirit in my heart? You breathe, you think, you eat Jesus. This is my body. That's what he talks about. We have to ingest Christ. <clears throat> I grew up as quote, a Christian. Uh, I never did anything about it. And in fact, the truth of the matter was, and I told you this before, when my sister became a Christian, she told me what I needed to do. And I said, read, I'm perfectly content with the way I was. I was perfectly content to go to hell, is what I was saying. I didn't recognize it. But then the Holy Spirit, the oil was there, and I took it into my heart. I was anointed. You know, uh, uh, side note here, you know what the anointing oil of God is? It's the oil of the Holy Spirit. You know Satan has a counterfeit? Everything that God has, he has a counterfeit. The counterfeit to the oil is the pride of man. And he pours it over men, saying, no, 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 I'm perfectly content with the way I am. Don't think like I thought. If it had been the day when Christ was coming and I said that, I'd have been on the other side of the door. Well, Christ is coming. This was the whole idea of this parable, getting us prepared, getting us to recognize that, well, I am a good person. Well, let's face it, Scripture, only God is good. So, So where do you stand in relationship to that? See, we've been saved by the blood of the Lamb. There's a mark on each of us. It's called the blood of Jesus. God recognizes that, and he doesn't see Tom, or he doesn't see Don, or he doesn't see any of you guys. He sees Jesus. Why is that? Because he has given his son for you and for me. Now, if you rejected that, you rejected the one thing that God made purposely for your salvation. One thing he made to send his son to suffer all kinds of indignities, pain, crucifixion, every imaginable thing that could happen, he gave a son for. And you know what some of you have done? And I know if you thought it like this, you wouldn't say, no, I didn't do that. You've rejected him. And how do I know that? Because you're not born again. You don't have that mark of the blood of Jesus. See, just like the time of Passover, which we'll be doing in a short couple of weeks, Passover was on the lintels of the doorsteps. Well, the Passover is on your forehead. Death will pass over you. You'll be on the other side of the door. But if you don't have that mark of Jesus, oh, please let me in. Please let me in. Time is now. Whosoever will can come in. But the door is slowly closing to the point where people are just squeezing into the door. You can squeeze into the door today. You can be part of that group that no longer is foolish, but wise. So go back to that scripture that we had up there, uh, Jim. So then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish ones sent to the wise, give us some of, of oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. Well, apparently at that time, there still was an opportunity to buy oil. But the point of it was, the bridegroom, Christ is coming, and I'm not prepared. That's the whole essence of what we're talking about here. 
It's not because you didn't want to be prepared. You just thought that I've got all the time. After all, let's face it, I've been here for uh, 20 years, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years. He hasn't come yet. Oh, what makes you think he's going to come now? Because he says he's coming. All the indications. He says, don't you, can't you read the signs of the times? Talking to his disciples. Can't you read the signs of the times? Well, even in a few short years, is this world the same as it was a few short years ago? No, it's falling apart. Christ is coming. It can't continue on like this. Just like in the days of Noah. It couldn't continue on like that. So God sent a flood to wipe out the whole world except Noah and his family. But then he gave them a second chance to start over again. And here we are. <laughs> what do we do with this new start? We're into a world that is so... When you read the news, don't you want to get out of here? Don't you... I can't stand this any longer. Signs of the times. Jesus is coming. So he continues on with this. So they wanted some oil from the... Uh... I'll go back to the other one, Tim. They wanted the oil... And that indicates that somehow or another, they think they can get enough from someone to get them in. Every one of us here goes to Christ on our own. There are no grandchildren in Christ. There are no grandchildren in heaven. Everyone is an individual that has come to Christ on their own. I can't bring anyone with me as much as I'd love to. I've got some I pray for all the time. They're not saved, and I worry about them. And if only I could do something... The only thing I can do is tell them about Christ. I can't bring them with me. I can't take them by the hand. I can't even do that if Marcia wasn't saved, which she is. I couldn't even do that with my wife that I love with all of my heart and take her along with me. I'd get so far to the gate, and all of a sudden our hands would be open, and I'd have to release her. You can't take anyone. That's what they wanted. Can't you give me some of the oil? Can't you give me some of the Spirit of God? Well, how can I give anyone the Spirit of God? That's what they were asking here. <clears throat> so they said to them, there's not enough oil for both of us. They recognized the fact. And by the way, what was this oil doing? It was lighting the path. Before and now, they were in darkness. Now, the wise men had enough oil. They had a cruet or a container where they could pour oil into the opening that we were looking at and keep their lamp light it as much as a lamp would light. And along the pathway, they held these lamps high, and it gave and opened up the avenue from the darkness to the light to go to the bridegroom's house. But the others were in darkness. People that don't know Christ don't know they're in darkness. That's a deception Satan has played on any heart that has not accepted Jesus in their heart. But somehow or another, they've got enough of their own light. You know what that might be? It might be just uh, some flickering that's going on. And by, by the way, that flickering only lasts for a minute or two, and then it goes out. Then it's just completely in darkness. So the lamps were to show the way to the door. And the foolish ones didn't have enough oil to get there, and they wanted to partake of the wise one's oil, and they can't give the oil. It wasn't that they were stingy or anything. This whole idea is the basis of who has the Holy Spirit and who doesn't. 
And who gives it? Can I give it? Can you give it? No. It only comes from the Father. He gives the Holy Spirit. So the bottom line of it is, here they are stuck. And they have to go running wildly to find some oil. Apparently there must have been shops open at that time. But they came back. Now, Tim, could you put up the next? But while they were on their way to buy their oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. That's what it's going to sound like. It's going to sound just like that. And here you might be running, running with the oil that you just bought, thinking, i got enough to get in, running to the door with all your breath. And before you reach it, the door is shut. Anyone out here relate to this? Am I talking to myself? I hope not. Because if you're in a position where you think you're good and what your goodness is going to get you into heaven, you don't have enough oil to do it. You're not going to be able to get in there for the simple fact you had all of the time, all the time in the world, this world. But once that time runs out, whether you die or whether Jesus comes back, there's not a second time. Hebrews chapter 9 something talks about only one time you die. There's not a reincarnation. There's no other thing. Once you're dead, you're dead. And what you've done has been accomplished. Have you accomplished taking the oil to your heart? Have you, really? Because you don't know if you're going to get out of here today. With all these things that are going on in the world, and I hate to put this kind of thought in your head, but maybe it's time someone did. Someone could throw two hand grenades in here and wipe out most of us. Right now. Sad thing. You're not ready. Well, they weren't ready. And they were up to the door, pounding on the door. Please let me in. Please let me in. Now the bad side, downside, what's on the other side of the door? See, it doesn't say the words, but I'll say them. Hell's on the other side of the door. If you're not of Christ, you don't belong. If you're not part of the wise virgins that went in, you don't belong. You weren't prepared. You were told all the things you needed to do. You were instructed maybe for the better part of your life. And here you are sitting here today. Maybe none of this applies to anyone here. I'm betting it does, though. I'm betting that there are hearts out here that uh, need this oil, and they need it desperately. And you know, the simple thing, it's just a matter of inviting them in. This is what the whole thing is about. Inviting Jesus into our hearts. That's why I can say, I, see, I know what I'm talking about. Because I'm on the other side. I know where I'm prepared to go. I know who I'm looking for. And I'm prepared to see him come. No big thing for me. This is what God did for me. But see, the point of it is he'll do the same thing for you. I'm not special to anything in the world. But me about 10, 15 other pastors, they wouldn't even be able to pick me out. Well, maybe because I'm tall. Other than that, no. <laughs> Wouldn't be able to pick me out. No different. But I'm different to Christ. I'm his child. 
I'm an absolute child. I'm the son of the Father through Jesus Christ and the blood of the Lamb. That's what he's asking for each of you. So we get to the termination of what has happened here. Why did Jesus bring this at this time? Because, as I said before, this particular parable was given at the end times. Chapter 24, the preceding chapter, was all about the end times. And that's what he started out and said, after this, after this, here it comes. The door is slowly but surely closing. Well, bottom line, put the last one up, would you, Tim? See, here's what they knew. And here's what you know. Here's what everyone knows. The foolish virgins knew that the bridegroom was going to get married. Everyone knew that. That's why they were there. They knew they would come to the banquet, and they knew they needed oil for the lamps. It's not a matter of lack of information. See? It's not a matter of lack of information. You all know the truth that Jesus Christ is salvation, and yet some of you have not partaken of it. Continues on. All ten virgins started out with the same facts. No difference between any of them. The five foolish virgins had everything they needed to know. Listen to that again. Everything they needed to know. And yet, they were still not ready. So down to the closing here. I have to ask you, in your own heart, are you ready? Are you ready if this very day, Jesus was walking down the road, going to the festival, and all those that love him are following along to enjoy this great banquet. And there were some that were saying, well, maybe I better get prepared now. Maybe I better go out. Maybe, maybe I better invite Jesus in now. Maybe, 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 There's no maybes here. Either you are born again or you're not born again. I can't tell the difference. I said if I stood up a whole line of 20 people, I couldn't pick out the ones that are born again and the ones aren't. We all look exactly the same. Same as these bridesmaids. They all wore the same outfit. Bridesmaids, probably being all of the wedding party. They all had the same lamps. They all had the same information. And yet it came down to the very, very part, they were not ready. Are you ready today? That's the question. Don't go out of here thinking you're ready. You may not even make it to your car. I tell the story so often. I don't know how it was today, but yesterday there were 21 people in the Times Union that thought they were going to have another day. They're gone. They're gone. Could you be one of those 21 someday, even today? I don't know that. But I do know what's coming soon. I do know it's looming over us. Get yourself ready. Invite Jesus into your heart today. There not be another day to do it. And then you too will be feasting in the feast room with the wedding guests and the party. Amen.